Okay, so go ahead and push. Is this right? Mm hmm. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Okay, so go ahead and ask me what you were going to say about. Um, okay, so we're talking about like how how God is changing us. So as you can see, um, what he was doing for me, you know, was pretty much like I said, building my faith because he knew the next trial that came through, I was going to be waiting longer than seven months. Wow. And as you can right. see, I've been waiting three years. Right. So um, he was just, you know, he did that trial pretty much to, you know, have me you know like pretty much have me ready, ready or yeah. yeah or um strengthen you yeah. give you more endurance mm -hmm. um exactly so um and now i'm still waiting so i could not have done these three years if i have not if i did not do that right. second month so um i was going to ask you so of course while we are waiting you know god is doing something and i'm like the enemy is doing something too right so what do you think like give me you know like or tell me pretty much you know what do you think the enemy is doing or share what um just you know what you've experienced while you've been waiting um how the enemy you know has done things so i told you <laughs> y'all don't know that but i'm when i tell you i'm a nosy person like my mom said like growing up she would have to literally tell me Marche, like stop staring at them like we would be at a restaurant and i would literally just turn my whole head and stare at somebody whole conversation just like be real nosy like i'm i'm just very observant i just i don't know what that's about but i'm nosy so i say that to say that's why i brought up when you see everybody else getting it because mm -hmm because of how I am or my personality, I'm always looking at others or whatever and what they doing. So because I'm waiting on something as well. Now I'll say it's been seven years that I've been thinking about what I've been basically waiting on God for, but faith, like if, if we're going to say consistently, I'll say it's been four years. Okay. Um, basically waiting on God to give me what I think he's showing me he's promised me. Mm -hmm. So I will say my thing is during this time period, what Satan's doing in my life during this season of waiting is keeping me again, like I said, focus on, you know, when are you going to do it? When, 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 mm -hmm. and it's literally like, he's taunting me. Like I will literally, I'm not playing me and you have talked about this obviously because you know what I'm waiting on, right. but we have talked about this. Things that I will see or notice, you won't even notice. Like, mm -hmm. it'll be, like, just on my radar. Like, anytime I see certain things or somebody else getting blessed with it, it just, it stings, number one. And it, that's how I say, like, he's he's taunting me because mm -hmm. he knows exactly what I'm waiting on. That's what Satan does. Like, he's trying to get you all focused and basically make you believe that what God said he was going to do, mm -hmm. he's not going to do it. Like, did he really say that? Or, right. you know, how can you really believe that? You need to just let that go, go on with your life and just, you know, just, just let it go. So he's like killing, stealing, and destroying um, hope. Yes, hope, um, believing my faith I, yeah. exactly, mm -hmm. trust, like everything. He's while God is trying to increase that, Satan is trying to decrease mm -hmm. it at the same time. So mm -hmm. that's why we have to continually, like you always say, renew our minds. We have to stay in that word. We have to basically rely on support in our lives because it's so many things and ways that Satan can trick us into just either getting off track getting off focus or doing things that we had no business doing when if we would have just sat there and waited right. for God's timing and for his way mm -hmm. and not our own, lean not to our own understanding, then we wouldn't be in that predicament, which is why in this episode, part two of waiting on God, we're going to talk about Abraham because he did that. He basically, mm. he heard from God himself. And that's what I'm saying. The people in the Bible, I really feel like 
I'm not going to compare ourselves to them, but because we don't actually get to see God and hear from God like right. they did back mm-hmm. in their days, like I really feel like it's harder for us because I think in the Bible it was three men. They were basically angels or whatever mm-hmm. coming to give Abraham the word of God. Three, three angels told him you're going to have a son. Mm-hmm. God himself told Abraham you're going to have a son. Right. So I'm just like, you, you were hearing it straight from the source. And he still right. didn't believe. Like, mm-hmm. he still was like, what? I'm 100 years old. My wife, 90 years old. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't believe it to the point where he allowed Sarah, is always the women, mm-hmm. with e, Adam and Eve, exactly. and now Abraham and Sarah. Mm. The women, obviously, do not like waiting. <laughs> and they always trying to, like, get their man to do because something. Because we're spoiled. Spoiled, we're spoiled. brats. Mm-hmm. So Sarah talked him into him sleeping with the maid. And having a child by her. And, of course, you already know what happened with that. It was a lot of drama. Sarah basically had to, oh, but kick her out the house. Or she didn't kick her out, but Hagar left Mm -hmm. with her son. And it was just a lot of drama because they couldn't wait. Even though, like I said, they got the promise straight from the source. Like, God God himself told them you were going to have a son this time next year. So why do you think they got discouraged? Because of of their old age? I think it was because of the old age. It was because, they in the Bible, it said Sarah had stopped whatever menstruating or whatever so she was she couldn't if it was like in the worldly view she could not have kids Mm -hmm. period so at that point it's like impossible to them right she's 90 years old he's 100 and it's been 13 years Mm -hmm. i believe at that Mm -hmm. at this point so still hadn't seen the promise still hadn't had a kid so at that point they're just like you know yeah right like so they take into their own hands they literally take into their own hands and mess it up they don't mess it up i won't say they mess it up because god still blessed um ishmael i think that's his name ishmael Mm -hmm. Still blessed him. Um, he still had his own, basically, blessing from the Lord. But God still, and that's what I was going to say, too. Even even in our disbelief, he still is going, he has to stick to his word. He has to keep his word no matter what. So right. when God told Abraham from the very beginning, before he even had Ishmael, I'm going to bless you through, basically, Isaac. He's going to be, I'm going to have my covenant with Isaac. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he said. And even Abraham himself said, when God said, no, I'm still going to give you a child by Sarah, um, he was like, no, can, I already have Ishmael. Just can you please use Ishmael? He was like, no, I'm going to bless Ishmael, but my covenant will be with Isaac. Like, right. my, I'm sticking to my mm-hmm. word, period. Exactly. You're going to see that I'm a promise keeper. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's 100 years old. Sarah's 90. They have Isaac and the promise is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. But during that time, I would say that, Again, it's us taking things into our own hands mm-hmm. because we've either given up hope or we don't believe we think it's going to be too hard. And he even told Abraham, is anything impossible right. for me? Is or we try to help God out. Exactly. Yeah. Help him out. Come up with our own plan B mm-hmm. when we don't need any of that. Just right. sit still. But that's why I said it's very, very hard to sit still yep. when, especially, like I said, for me, I literally, you know, it just seems like everybody else gets what you're waiting on when you're waiting on it. Now, of course, before, when I wasn't worried about what I'm waiting on now, yeah. I could care less. Like, I literally <laughs> exactly. wasn't looking at none of that, but right. now, because I want it, now I got to get yeah. mad. So now I didn't get mad. <laughs> so, yeah. it literally is just, like you said, trying to focus on him, getting out of yourself, and that's that's why you literally have to get out of that flesh. Mm-hmm. Renounce your flesh. You literally have to surrender to God, and um, we'll talk about this later, but about that surrendering as far as when you have a desire and when you have a, a basically what you're waiting on from God, you have to surrender that back to him. Because mm-hmm. if you hold on to it, it will, no matter what, like no matter what you do, it's going to become an idol. It will. Because that's all you're going to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. You're going to be waiting, waiting, waiting. And the more you wait, the easier it is for you to make it an idol. And now you don't forget about what you said 
um, Pastor Evan said, you've forgotten about the promise sore, and all you right. think about now is the it's promise. The promise yes. Exactly. So that's what we have to get out of. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say from my waiting period, my attack, my plan of attack, my intentionality against Satan is, like you said, being genuinely happy for people when they get what I'm waiting on. Um Focusing on him, mm-hmm. trusting him. That's the main thing. Increasing my trust and belief in him. And it's actually a prayer. Um, I can't remember which character of the Bible it was, but I think he was waiting on Jesus to either heal his daughter. So I think she, maybe she had died. I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. But basically he said, you know, I believe. Help my disbeliever. Help my unbelief. Right. Like you're going to have to increase that mm-hmm. because it's so easy for us to be like, I know you got it. Like you're not. That's not going to happen, right. basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And then I think um, it's important to have people in your life who also, you know, like are believers and right. who also believe because um, I know, um, not so much. Well, really, for like my my first three years, you know, you literally you believed with me, right? You know, even when I got tired, even when I got discouraged, you was just like, you know, like and even now, like right. I don't even know why I said not so much now because right. you still. You literally been sending me stuff um, recently through emails, you know, yeah. just um, just saying, Ebony, it's gonna happen, right. you know, just keep keep praying for it, you know, or whatever, right? And I'm just like, and um, and vice versa, you right. know, even you know, um, you know, I'm always telling you, you know, if you get discouraged, I'm just like, what these signs say, right? You know, exactly. like this, this said this, Marche, exactly. like you know, this is what it says. It ain't no way this stuff keep coming exactly. up. Um, God just keep giving you little, you know, like dropping little, you know, um, deposits. You exactly. Know, um, saying that, Marche, I hear you. Right. You know, I hear you. You know, just keep believing. Keep exactly. trusting. Um, so I think that's important to have people in your life who believe with you and who, um, and, you know, who really believe, you know, believe God too. Right. Because it can get discouraging. Exactly. And like you said, we can lift each other up. Mm-hmm. The verse you actually just sent me about, um... Two is better than one. Mm-hmm. Woe to the one who has nobody, nobody basically around. Look, them. and I just said that. I can't remember. I'm just like, yeah, which one? Okay, so this Gemini quote. Now we don't. We not saying nothing about them signs right. and horoscopes and all right. that. But we do. I mean, it's it is interesting stuff. We don't like live by it or anything like yes. that. But it does relate to our personalities. Yes, it but does. that memory. You remember? You remembered what my stepdad had on at a funeral. You remember, that's what I'm saying. You have a very good memory. But it's, it's certain things. So, um, short term memory. <laughs> you got good long term memory. Right. It really, I'm telling you, it's so much going on um, that I, I keep certain stuff. And so, right. you know, like I, I can't keep all of it right. too much. But yeah, two are better than one. Yes. Iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Proverbs says something else about if it's two of you, you won't freeze. Like, y'all can make fire right. or whatever. You can make yourselves warm. But yep. yeah. You definitely have to have a support system, mm-hmm. whether that's your family, friends, whatever, mm-hmm. um, to so that, like you said, when you can't believe no more, they can believe for you mm-hmm. and just keep you encouraged because we cannot do this thing called Christian mm-hmm. life by ourselves. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, let me see. I was going to ask you. Okay. So, some things I picked up on Abraham's story. Abraham, it says he was in the Bible, he was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Mm-hmm. 86. If he was 86 and had a kid, why did he think it was so hard when he was 100? Um, I think, again, just waiting. You know, like waiting a long time. Because that's what I was telling you. Like, when you, when you're room, so we have to remember what God has done for us in the past mm-hmm. to know that he is a, still a miracle worker. Right. So, 86 years old. I know he's a man, so obviously... It it if you're 86 and having a kid, to me in this day and age, that's a miracle. Yeah, and then I was gonna say also because um 
we we get wrapped up in like in the the science right you know i think that don't quote me on this right. now, don't come for me but i do but i really do think that it was saying that he wasn't able to like function you know okay you know? okay like, right so scientifically right it's like how hey, i'm gonna have a baby and i can't right you know, can't do nothing right. i can't do nothing gotcha but that's why we don't look at science exactly we look at the know, promise and we look at yeah. promise or literally mm-hmm. okay so let me see i also noticed I think we talked about this. Um, I put, thank God he doesn't punish our disbelief. Mm. So basically the story goes in the Bible. It says, Sarah, this is uh, Genesis 18. Uh, Sarah, let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to see where it started. Okay, so basically this is where the um, three angels came and told Abraham that Sarah was going to have a child. Mm. Um, and it says Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were both very old. Sarah was no longer menstruating. So Sarah laughed to herself thinking, I'm no longer able to have children and my husband's old. The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say me give birth at my age is anything to wait at my age is anything too difficult for the Lord. When I return to you about this time next year, Sarah will have a son. And lo and behold, of course, that time next year, Sarah had a son. She had Isaac. So. I put, thank God he doesn't punish our disbelief because she literally laughed in the face of God, like literally laughing when he said, you're yes. going to get this. Mm-hmm. So thank God he doesn't punish our disbelief because it's been so many times where I'm just like, I'm giving up. I'm done. I'm not going to yeah. worry about it. And that's another thing I said about my personality. You, me, you already know I'm an introvert. I hold on to my feelings. Mm-hmm. So if something makes me mad or something irritates me or whatever, even like with God, like if I'm feeling some type of way about, okay what's going on here if I'm getting bitter or whatever, right. I hold it in. I don't even mention it to him. Like, I don't even talk to him about it. I just literally try to ignore him and be like, okay, no. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to think about it. Right. So, even in those moments, even when I'm about to give up or even when I'm like, okay, I can't hold on to this no more. I'm just going to let it go and not think about it. He's still not punishing us in that. He, does, he knows how we are. He knows we're mere humans. He knows basically that's what we do right he doesn't punish us and that's because it's based on his word he's Mm -hmm. true to his word he can never go back on his word he can't lie so once he's spoken something it's going to come to pass no matter what you do no matter what how much you give up or how many times you say okay this is not going to happen for me he still fulfills his promise and that's what he did in the life of abraham and sarah so that's one thing i'm just like thank god he's he's like that because Otherwise, we wouldn't basically get anything because we all get discouraged and we all have times where we want to give up. So I did want to bring that up. And let's see. Okay, so for Abraham, Mm -hmm. before he had Isaac, God was already had already started building up his trust. Mm -hmm. So he told him. Go to a place where I will show you, leave all of your family, leave everything that you've ever known behind and go to the place where I'm going to show you. Right. He made him basically start on the journey before even telling him where he was going. Mm-hmm. That was a step of faith, a major step mm-hmm. of faith. Um, then, of course, after he had Isaac, he told him to basically kill him. Right. So that he and Abraham was going to yes. do it, literally. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. That's another step of trust. So right. it's just like over his years before he had Isaac and after, he's mm-hmm. still building up his trust. Absolutely. Basically saying, you need to let everything go. I don't care about your understanding. What you, like, don't question me. Just mm-hmm. do it. Like, right. just do it. Um, yep. And it says that he, it says that God 
reckoned it to him as righteousness meaning it says uh abraham believed in the lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness so mm -hmm. basically your faith or your belief equals righteousness in the eyes of god mm -hmm. so the more we believe the more we trust the more we get righteousness from god basically like mm -hmm. he sees us as righteous the more we trust in him and believe in him like abraham so that's uh, basically a bonus or like a reward because he knows it's hard to trust. Like, yeah. it's hard to let go of because we're in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, we have this flesh. We got Satan attacking us all the time. Like, it's hard to believe, it's to hold hard. on to that belief. Yeah. So when you do believe, when you do increase your faith and your trust in him, he counts that to you as righteousness. Right. So remember that. Um, and again, remember not to make the promise an idol. So mm -hmm. no matter how long you're waiting like Ebony said, be grateful, be content where you're at. There's mm -hmm. plenty of things you need to be focusing yes. on in this time instead of just that promise. Mm -hmm. And plenty of things to be grateful for. Exactly. So. And so many things he's brought you out of to where mm -hmm. literally none of us can ever be like, is he going to do it? Because he's he's shown us so many miracles. He's shown us his power. He's shown us he loves us mm -hmm. and that he's doing all, like just everything. He sent his only son. He right. killed his only son. He allowed his only son to die mm -hmm. on a cross for us which to me means he loves us more than he loved himself and he loved us more than he loved his own son mm. because he's sending him for us right. for us it's a whole battle between heaven and hell over us mm -hmm. satan is mad because of us because we were created so to me our posture needs to be basically if god is for us who can be against us right. like literally there's no reason for us to be discouraged. Like I said, I know, of course, I get discouraged. But if we focus on who we're serving and mm -hmm. how powerful he is, literally, there's nothing we cannot overcome because he's powerful. He's literally mm -hmm. saved us. He's rescued us. He's kept us from the grave. We're still here. If you're still here, you still have a purpose. He's still working on your behalf. He's working for your good. He has a good plan for your life. So just focus on those things when you're at rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um I think that's most of the pointers I took from um Abraham. Abraham. Mm. Did you have any questions? I was going to say um cuz I'm not familiar with that story. So does it ever talk about um like where did it get to the point to where they believed again? Cuz you, you remember For the second child? For for Isaac for Isaac mm -hmm. so after remember she laughed she laughed in, in God's face pretty much you know or she laughed saying that it wasn't gonna happen so did it based on what I read in the Bible I didn't see another time where a time before he brought I or gave them Isaac that they were like okay I know he's gonna do it mm -hmm. it's literally the last the the scripture that I just read was she she laughed at him well you know will I really have a a kid at a you know I'm ninety he's a hundred mm -hmm. God said is anything impossible for me and she laughed at it. And then the next verse down is, and then this time next year, she had the son. So we don't mm. get to see okay. if they ever came to a point where they're like, oh, no, I know they he's, he's on his way. Exactly. Right. Okay. Like, And that's why I wrote down, thank God he doesn't punish it, punish mm. us in our disbelief because at that point, she left him. Yeah. And he still delivered it. So that's what I'm saying. Thank God he does not punish us for that because at that point, if he did, mm -hmm. they would have never had Isaac. And that's what I'm saying. It's not He doesn't bless us because of us. It's right. because of who he is mm -hmm. and his word and what he promised. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, waiting on God, stay content, be grateful, mm -hmm. focus on Him and trusting Him. Yep. Don't allow your promise that you're waiting on to become an idol. Mm -hmm. 
Don't let Satan trick you and think that it's not going to happen because it's coming. The question is when, but trust his timing more than you trust your own. Mm -hmm. Don't be like Abraham and Sarah and try to, you know, go exactly take it into your own hands or come up with a plan B. Just be still and know that he is God. Mm -hmm. Period. And remember faith over feelings because um, our feelings are deceitful. So um, sometimes we will not feel, you know, um, you know, just feel worthy or feel like praising or feel like whatever. So don't trust your feelings because um, it doesn't mean anything at all. They will change the next five minutes. Really if you will. get a good phone call, you're going to be yes, jumping ma'am. dancing. Exactly. And then somebody tell you off, you yeah, bad, exactly. you mad. You yes. Like, so please yep. don't trust your feelings. Do not feelings trust your feelings. At so. all. Yep. Okay. So that's it on part two of Waiting on God. I'm going to close it out with a prayer that I actually got off the line, which was perfect for this topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, dear Lord, I pray that you would rightly order all the loves, affections, and priorities of our hearts. I know that your ways are better than our ways and your wisdom is beyond our understanding. I also know you have many good things planned for our lives and for our future. Help us, Heavenly Father, to trust in your perfect timing as you execute your perfect will for our lives. Guard us from the temptation to take matters into our own hands or to assert our own wills against you. Help us to not go astray. Lord, we surrender our will to you our emotions, our expectations, our schedule, our personality, our hopes, our dreams, and all our rights. May none of these things ever come before you. May there not be any idols lifted up in our hearts. May you be our only God, our only Savior, and our only hope today and forever. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, that's it on Waiting on God Part 2 on the crown. And real quick. Let me show you our shirts that we got made. Hey, hey. And we're about to have that logo coming up next. So, y'all are just about to get it really good. Hold on. Okay, I don't know if y'all can see it, but it says, wait, Ebony. He will give a (laughs) crown of beauty for ashes. Okay, so that's, remember, our whole purpose of this show Mm -hmm. to, you know, give a glimpse, give a view, a testimony of how God takes our crown of ashes and turns them into a crown of beauty. Like mm-hmm. he did for Joseph, like he did for Abraham, and like he's done for every single one of us. Absolutely. So have a great weekend. We'll see y'all next time. Oh, and at any point during any of our podcasts, if you have any questions for us that you want us to answer, y'all want to ask us anything, go ahead and put it in the Facebook comments, and we will get to them. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.